Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, your number one sports podcast. I'm your co-host, Small Town EP, coming to you once again live from the chilly city of Atlanta. Which reminds me, yesterday I'm getting on the train, on the way home from work, and I'm wondering, why is this train so packed? It's unusually packed today, and I immediately get on and remember that State Farm in downtown Atlanta, the arena, hosted the CBS Sports Classic where Kentucky and North Carolina played some good old-fashioned basketball. And just being around so many Tar Heel fans, like, it just made my skin crawl. I was disgusted. I'm joined by your host, June. Hey, buddy, you tell me. How many sports rival fans does it take for you to be disgusted? What's good, man? I would say, as they as they always say, one's, one's company, <laughs> two's a crowd. Two's a party, three's a crowd, or two's a crowd, three's a party. I already said one, one too many, right? So I could do one or two, but once we see a cut, like, you know, three or four, um, I start to feel outnumbered and, and your, your skin starts to crawl. So. Hey, I mean, considering that we're in a group chat with a bunch of uh, Florida State Seminoles and, and such, uh, you know, we, 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 we let most things slide, but a train full is a bit much, a bit much, a bit much. Let's get right into it, man. Thursday night. Might be the talk of, of the weekend, only because of the score, not because of the teams that played. The Raiders. The Raiders. Man. The Raiders. Shout out to your pops. They just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Final score was uh, 63 to ooh, 21, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 43-0 at the half. What a turnaround these Raiders have had since AP has become coach. And I'm at the top of my head, they beat the Giants, beat the Jets. They did lose three straight. And, I mean, they've won three out of their last six. You can say they lost three out of their last six. But the, the energy and the feng shui, as they say, of that team definitely seems to have done a complete 180. June, should Antonio Pierce be automatically just given this head coaching job next season? And is it disrespectful for him to not just automatically be, at the very least, considered for it? Yeah, considered. It would be disrespectful if he wasn't considered for it, for sure. He's done a pretty good job there. But um, do I think he's deserving of it automatically? No, I think that they need to do their diligence as far as how they can put this franchise in the right direction for the next five to seven years because uh, the McDaniels hire, you know, that kind of led into the Jimmy G signing, and it all just trickles down from the top to the bottom over there. And the Raiders have been in a position – you know, frankly, for the last 15 years or so that they don't necessarily have an identity. They've had the last few years of, you know, I guess what you would say success in their terms, because, you know, from like 07 times to early 2010s, you know, they, they were really struggling to, to get wins each season. And then uh, they found Derek Carr, they, they hit their stride and, you know, they were able to uh, kind of put some good seasons together, not really bring it all together and win a division or anything. And then along comes Patrick Mahomes. And so coaching has been a part of, of their issues. You know, Jack Del Rio, Tom Cable back in the day. Um, this this guy McDaniel is another one. So I, McDaniels, I think um, Antonio Pierce deserves his, his fair share. He should be at the top of the list when we're talking about candidates. But you're going to have a lot of guys coming out uh, or – stepping into the head coaching world like Ben Johnson from Detroit. I know Raheem Morris is DC at uh, Los Angeles Rams. He's been doing a great job. He'll be a head, a head candidate coach again. So 
head coach candidate, excuse me. And so I expect, you know, them to do their diligence and just hopefully make the right decision and do what's best for the franchise. And if that's Antonio Pierce, then amazing, right? He's done a good job. Like I said, it looks like he has all the respect from the guys in the locker room. Um, but, uh, you know, is he going to really be the guy to, to get that team to the next level? We'll have to see. They seem to be buying in, man. They went from scoring zero the previous week to, again, a whopping 63 points, 43 in the first half. And Antonio Pierce's message at the half when he came out, apparently he told his team, keep your foot on the gas. And I can imagine to a player that is on that team, that has to just be like invigorating. Just like, oh, wait, I can keep yeah. scoring? Like, I'm not supposed to, like, no mercy rule right now, coach? We just going to keep doing it to him right now? Say less. And in the second half, it continued to pour on, pour on, pour on. Before we uh, continue to recap, I want to get a live look in right now because we uh, we got three games live right now. The 49ers are beating the Cardinals 28 to 13. This was a game early. Uh, Arizona is in the red zone right now on San Francisco's five yard line, looking to uh, punch another touchdown. Then we got the Rams up 20 to seven now at home against Washington and probably the biggest surprise, and it, to June, it's not a surprise because he said Dak Prescott can't play on the road. The Bills, twenty up 21-3 to three at home in Orchard Park against the Cowboys. Josh Allen currently has 77 yards and a touchdown, 6 for 12. I've said this before. He doesn't need to throw the ball 30, 40 times for them to win, and, and it's yeah. proof enough right now, man. Cook got 18 carries, 118 yards. Three to two receptions, 42 yards in the touchdown. And it's just looking like the Bills might have also done a 180. They are five and two at home, so it's not as surprising. It's probably especially to Bills fans. But how uh how alarming should this be to Cowboys fans, June? I mean, this is this is who the Cowboys are on the road. You don't know what you're gonna get. The offensive numbers go down, the efficiency from Dak Prescott goes down, and um simply put, they're just a way better team at home and so i think that's why last week was so important for them to win against philadelphia was that last week when they played philadelphia yes sir uh so that that game was so important because they have control of you know getting that top spot of the division or they can win games for the rest of the year and you know win that division but and jalen hurts will miss tomorrow's game possibly with a sickness so today would have been a great time to capitalize on that however uh it looks like they're they're probably going to end up as a wild card team in the NFC, which, you know, it's okay because they're they're talented enough to beat any of these NFC teams. However, if they're going to have to go on the road, we're not sure who's going to come to play. You know, and and Dallas has to win a playoff game this year. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I'm looking at this Dallas team like this team needs to go to the conference championship, um, and and play a competitive match at that point. So. Um, I, I'm not I'm not super shocked at this performance today. It's still early. You know, there's eight minutes to go in the third quarter. They're down 21-3. And uh, James Cook has been balling, and Josh Allen has been playing pretty good. So it looks like the Bills will continue to take care of this one. But you never know. Um, I'm just I'm, – I'm thinking ahead, man. When, when I see <laughs> the Cowboys team – have to play on the road it's it's going to be a, a funny game because we've hyped them up all season i've given them the benefit of the doubt for this that and the third and if they just go on the road and lose a playoff game week one of the playoffs 
it's just the same old story. And at that point, I'm I'm speaking a very ahead, but do we look to fire Mike McCarthy? And I hate to say that because he's done an amazing job so far, right? And and the, especially this season and what they've been able to do. Uh, but the name of the game is you know playoff wins and and Super Bowl contention, and they got to give themselves their their own fair shot. Damn, you killed my follow-up question there. I was going to ask you if uh, if they don't win a playoff game, do how hot is McCarthy? And I think, I think if you don't win a playoff game this year, he's out of there. And it sucks because you had a great regular season, but if you can't win when it truly—and I'm not saying the regular season doesn't matter—but we're in a we're, when you get to that one and done stage of the season, if you can't win when it truly matters, and that's been happening these last couple of years with McCarthy, I, I do think that he is up out of there, up yeah, out of there. The, the Cowboys three and three on the road looking to either stay above 500 hopefully but it's not looking too good it's looking like they're yeah, about the to be the tail of the tape says that uh Cowboys <laughs> are going to lose this game and go under 500 on the road they're playing under 500 football when they uh, when they don't play in AT&T Stadium so real quick uh, I wanted to shout out to uh Cardi shout out to Unc in the chat showing love on the chat appreciate you guys tapping in Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, we got sir. A couple, we got a couple viewers in here tonight. So if you're watching right now, appreciate you guys. Um, let us know if you guys have anything we want to you want us to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, NFL Sunday, Saturday, Thursday related. We'll do NBA, everything else on Monday or Thursday show. But uh, this is the NFL show. Hey, real quick, E, um, you saw all those fans on the train, UK versus UNC. I will say it was good to see UK get the win over UNC. Yeah, fuck the Tar Heels for sure. <laughs> fuck the Tar Heels for sure. I definitely made a point to sit closer to the UK fans and I did to sit next to the Tar Heel fans. I took a quick Heels section. Fans like, here, there's a seat right next to me. You're like, I'm good. I'll, I'll stand. I'll stand. <laughs> hey, word to Ross. I, I'd rather walk than ride with a pussy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, man. Let's uh we had we we spoke about it on Thursday. We had the pleasure of having some Saturday games this week. Obviously, we get later on into the season, less teams, you know, well, more teams have already had their bye, so you know, they got to kind of fill the broadcasting schedule as they can. I want to talk about this man Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals that are now 5 and 3 at home, 8 and 6 overall. I believe that they are 6th in the AFC race right now at the top of my head if I'm not mistaken. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 27 to 24 at home, as I said. Jake Browning, 29 for 42, two touchdowns, an interception. He did get sacked four times with a loss of 22 yards. The battles of the backup quarterbacks have been very fun to watch, but this game in particular was outstanding, outstanding, outstanding. T. Higgins with a spectacular catch. If you're watching this right now, I'm sure you've seen it. If you didn't watch it live, I'm sure you've seen it on social media, whether it's, you know, Instagram, Twitter, don't matter. We know what the catch of the year more than likely is. You saw it yesterday. If you haven't seen it, go get that. June, what was some standouts for this game? What uh, what uh, kind of made you excited to, to, for this game to go on? I mean, Jake Browning is, is I don't want to use the, the legit word, but I'll say <laughs> he's got some truth to him. Kids poise, man. Poised. Yeah, you used that word in the group chat yesterday. He he showed a lot of composure. This team was down 17 to 3 late in the third quarter. Uh, they couldn't even really do anything on offense up until that point. And Jake Browning, it was his job to make sure that their playoff hopes stayed alive. It was their his job to make sure that 
Uh, his playmakers got the ball when they needed it after Jamar Chase even got hurt and missed the rest of the game. Um, you know, Joe Mixon only had 47 yards on the ground, but he played a crucial factor in getting a lot of uh, key yards late in that game. So shout out to Joe Mixon playing his role. And uh, man, like I said, I, I just think Jake Browning, you can't ask for more, you know, 29 of 42, 324 yards. He threw an interception, but had two touchdowns. And what I love about Jake Browning, I don't know if it's the fact that he has that wide receiver core with Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. However, he gives his receivers a chance. Like, he puts the ball in play for his guys. And a lot of times, even with starting quarterbacks, mostly with backup quarterbacks, whether the offense is getting kind of, um, you know, they're maybe uh, dumbing it down for the guy, the quarterback is also dumbing down what he's wanting to do as far as decision-making. And so... I give a lot of credit to Jake Browning. He did it against the Jaguars on the road. He did it against the Colts at home. And now he did it against Minnesota at home in a game that I don't know that they really had business winning. Jordan Addison went off, I must say. And we got to give him his credit. Uh, he had 111 yards. Justin Jefferson had his 84 yards. And Addison also had the two touchdowns there. So I know that they were playing against a backup quarterback. And Nick Mullins got the start over Josh Dobbs. But... Jake Browning, man, we, we we said we weren't going to necessarily give it to him as far as the the super credit or, you know, is he there yet? I mean, he seems to be here. I, this guy looks like a starting quarterback in the league, um, and, and he's doing enough to get his team a, a win, big win. Now they're at eight and six, six in the, in the AFC. That's right. You just mentioned the Colts, so – Let's uh, transition. Sure Let's transition over. They beat the Steelers thirty to thirteen at the crib. And I think you mentioned uh, on Thursday's pod that you guys hadn't beaten the Steelers in uh, in a little minute. So that's amazing. You guys holding steady in, in seventh in the AFC. If the playoffs started today, you'd be playing the Miami Dolphins. And once again, we'll get to Miami in a second. They did win today, but you know they beat the Jets. So who cares? Wish Kev was on here, but whatever. I do see, again, the Dolphins not winning more than one more game this season. And I'm going to go ahead on the limb. I know Strictly in the comments said, take the hat off. I'm not. It was a great game, buddy. You guys probably should have won it, but you didn't. We could see a, a, a classic Chiefs and Colts playoff. I know you are desperately hoping to see that. I just want to make sure I, may, I stay in the playoffs and win my division right now. I'm not really looking too much further oh, than the please. next game or to oh, Bill Belichick. Please. <laughs> oh, please. There, there should never be a world where if you're the fan of a team whose quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, you're scared to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs for that matter. But this is not about the Chiefs. This is about the Colts. This is about the 8-6 and six Indianapolis Colts. Shout out to Adam Rank from NFL Network. He had us going uh, on a three-win season. He was absolutely wrong. He also had Pittsburgh beating us yesterday. He was absolutely wrong. So we appreciate people like that that don't believe in this team because we don't need believers. And much like the Miami Heat, we don't get a lot of national uh, you know, media credit. We don't get a lot of uh, viewer or whatever. They don't put us on. So we'll do it in the dark. That's fine. And And when the lights come on, we'll be there as well. But Gardner Minshew throwing for three touchdowns, 270 yards, you know, just against a defense who I was scared of. This was this was really something that I was fearing in T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith out there. Um, the first 12 to 13 minutes of the game, man, I, I thought it was over. 
we went down 13 zip quick there was a block punt in there there was uh there was like a drop on second uh the drop on second or third down that kind of killed the drive by michael Pittman. and they take a two possession lead we missed a field goal but then things just kind of turned and i didn't think that they were going to be able to just pour it on us and, you know, sustain these drives and score on offense. I wasn't necessarily worried about that. It was just we went down two possessions early, and I didn't know that our offense was going to be able to get it going the way we did for us to come back. But lo and behold, Trey Sermon, 17 carries, 88 yards. Tyler Goodson, 11 carries, 69 yards. Zach Moss, unfortunately, had that passing touchdown, but he got hurt. And now we got to see what's going on with our starting running back because, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to be out at least one to two more weeks probably. And, you know, we uh, we lost Zach Moss yesterday. So hopefully he's all right. We also lost Michael Pittman Jr. yesterday on by a dirty hit, DeMontis KZ. I'm not one to be like, oh, he's a dirty player. Like, you know, it is what it is. It's football. It's a violent sport. You kind of act on instinct. But at the same time, you understand that the rules are the rules. You can't do certain things, and you shouldn't put yourself or others in in those type of positions because uh, it's just a bit irresponsible. And so um, frustrating as a fan just to see your star wide receiver go down, you know, with a head-to-neck injury, somebody targets him. and uh, But it's also the NFL, right, and, and that's what comes with this. This is a brutal sport. So he tweeted after the game he's all good. He'll probably be ready for next week. I hope he will. And uh, I expect him to just continue to be the all-pro guy he is for us. He's got a 1,000 yards. He's getting paid over this offseason. So uh, thank you, Michael Pittman. But yesterday, I, I do want to just highlight again, Gardner Minshew, 18 of 28, three touchdowns, 215 yards with a 123 uh, QB, uh, not QBR, passer rating. He only was sacked three times, three times for a loss of 13 yards. You got to be very proud of that. But um, – 170 rushing yards on that Pittsburgh Steelers defense is really is really what what set it off for us. And you know Julian Blackman and Nick Cross, our starting safeties back there, got an interception each because you know Mitchell Trubisky. You know, uh, and I tried to tell you about Mitchell Trubisky. He went 16 to 23, 169, one touchdown, two picks, and they only ran the ball for a total of 74 yards. So you figure they can't get much out of that. Um, they also lost the ball on a fumble. And I don't believe we had any turnovers on our end. So, you know, shout out to the Colts, man. We're top five in fumble, uh, top five in turnovers, top five in sacks, and um, we forced the three turnovers yesterday, right? And you forced three turnovers. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to lose. So, shout out to Shane Steichen, Colts head coach, man. Got us rolling. No starting running back. No starting wide receiver. No starting quarterback. I think we were missing our right tackle, Braden Smith. So we're just getting it done, man. Yeah, especially against a, a Mike Tomlin defense, like you mentioned earlier, those, those turnovers will definitely assist you in getting that win. Another team that was topping turnovers that uh, the turnover well kind of dried up on them yesterday, the Denver Broncos. I said it myself. I said, hey, if those turnovers dry up, they're not a good team. And Detroit, I don't want to use the word exposed, but beat them 42 to 17 at home. Sam Laporta, man. Five receptions, 56 yards, 11, 11 yards on average, three of them tutties out of the 42 points, three of them tutties came 
at the pleasure of Jared Goff to Sam Laporta. Detroit's looking good. Detroit's, we've seen them look bad as well. June, are, are we sold yet? Or is, is what's the phrase? Is, is the call still out there for them? Or what, what are we thinking about Detroit coming down this stretch where we got three games left? You're on I mute, think but. that, you know, the Lions are a good team. They are a title contender, and I respect them as such. They do show signs of, like, they've been very bad before. They're not used to being here, and that's fine. You don't have to have been here to win. You know, you can you can do it without experience. It's just going to be a little tougher. Now, last night kind of assured me that Jared Goff is, in fact, a dog still. He is, in fact, still Jared Goff and the guy that the Lions want as their quarterback one. The last few weeks, he's been a turnover machine. I was nervous for them coming into this game, and that's why I thought it would be a good game because Denver's ability to take the ball. But um, Jared Goff, I mean, five touchdowns. What more could you ask for, right? He goes and throws for five touchdowns and uh, over 270 yards on that good defense over there and held Russell Wilson to only 220 yards and, uh, and a touchdown. They also only ran the ball. The Broncos is for 83 yards as opposed to Detroit. This is what they do well. Ran the ball for 278 yards. That's behind Amon Ross St. Brown getting 112 rushing yards, uh, receiving yards. Sorry, so I bugged out. I, I thought that was crazy, but they did run for 185 yards, and that was uh, 100 for Gibbs and 85 for Montgomery. So shout out to them. But Amon Ross St. Brown did lead all receivers uh, with 112 yards. And so, uh, you know, he provided a big spark. This Lions team, for me, is the playoff team. They can win a game or two in the playoffs. Um, I think, you know, having home field advantage is going to really help them. But it's kind of going to be about where the chips fall for them and who they're going to match up against. Because if they play the Eagles, I think they'll have a good game against the Eagles. I don't know that they're good enough to beat the Eagles. But I could see this Lions team beating the Cowboys at home, you know. Uh, I could see this Lions team beating – Give me another NFC playoff team here. What do we got? Uh, maybe the – see, I'm looking at the 49ers. They're not going to beat the 49ers. I'll tell you what, bro. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Lions. But I think it's going to be a very good playoff. What was it, 2022? I think we had one of the best playoff runs. That was the year that we had the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. AFC, uh, uh, AFC Divisional. I think we'll have a really good NFC and AFC playoff battle this year. So that's all I got on the Lions. On the other side of that game, we saw the Denver Broncos get a couple of uh, penalties that called back some touchdowns. In particular, there's an offsides penalty in which Sean Payton, as Russell Wilson got back to the to the sideline, was just scolding. I think is the best word to use. Scolding Russell Wilson, like a child that just got his hand caught in the cookie jar before dinner. What are you doing? And at first, I thought he was just yelling, like, in general, like, at the staff, at, you know, whatever. But then he doubled back and, like, came back into Russell Wilson's face. Do you think that was warranted? Do you think that those offsides penalties, like, uh, are on Russell Wilson? Like, was it warranted, the, the scolding that Russell got on the sideline there? I think that's just one of those situations where, you know, if you're out with your with your younger siblings 
and you guys get in trouble doing something wrong or somebody gets hurt like you might not have been in charge big bro but you're you're the big bro so somebody's gotta you know somebody's gotta get this and um i also think that's part of what good coach teams go through right and russell wilson is a coachable's player this is a a coach's player and so um if anybody's going to be able to accept criticism or you know somebody scolding them or kind of getting in his face about something i think russell wilson is a great guy to to put in that position so um maybe sean payton was not only trying to get his guys to regroup and and get things together but maybe light a fire you know it was a, it was a long game yesterday so um I think he doesn't want this team to be discouraged just because of this loss. It's a little tougher now that they lost and to make the playoffs with the seven wins, but they're still alive. They're still alive, and and Sean Payton needs them to know that and act like it. A thousand percent. They are 11th in the AFC playoff picture right now, but as we all know, if the chips fall the right way, they could very well you know, be seventh if they can win out you know, count on a couple teams to lose and such. Let's move it on. Sunday, once again, Joe Flacco, 374 yards, two touchdowns. I will credit him with those three picks that he, he did throw today. I don't want to look past that because that's a bit alarming as well. But you do get a late game field goal to seal the win, 20-17 to 17 against the Bears at home. We did see DTR for a quick, you know, one attempt at five, you know, through for five yards. Justin Fields, 19 for 40, a touchdown, two interceptions. He did get sacked three times for a loss of total of 18 yards. Flacco seems to be making the most out of this half a million dollars that he got, <laughs> that he got the Browns to pay him out of, you know, in the middle of the season out of nowhere. It should just it kind of just pulled that shit out of their ass and was like, hey, can you come play quarterback for us? How far can this Browns team go with led by Joe Flacco, June? Yeah, I, I don't want to discredit. I don't want to discount how big those three interceptions are. The Bears were in position to win this game, and if it wasn't for you know Darnell Mooney dropping that hail mary attempt, we're looking at a total different situation. It'll be an eight and six Cleveland Browns team, and we'd be thinking, you know, is Joe Flacco even good enough to play in the playoffs? This, that, and third. They won, so that doesn't matter. But it's still alarming for those three interceptions to happen the way they did. At least two of them uh, were bad throws, just just bad. And so I understand this Bears defense does have a pretty good, uh, you know, they're pretty strong and they've got some good guys there. But this is a game that the Browns should have won probably a little bit more convincingly. Um, but they got Joe Flacco throwing for almost 400 yards, man. And they got two receivers over 100 yards. You can't be too mad at that. You know what I mean? The ball was spread around, and uh, they they found a way to come out with this win. How much is Joe Flacco ready or or capable for this playoff run? I don't have that answer with a number or anything, but I do know that with good defense and uh, some more help in the run game, they'll be okay. Excuse me. Wow. But they only got... 20 yards, you know, Jerome Ford only ran eight times for 20 yards. And so super unacceptable in an NFL game, in my opinion. And I, I don't see how, you know, you get 18 carries for a team total of 29 yards rushing. That's just no push. And so that's not playoff football. And today what they showed, like, no, this game isn't, this team can't sustain 
throughout, you know, three different games in the playoffs. But um, I'll give them the fact that, you know, it was a, it was a long game. They they figured out a way to come out with the win. And now they got the Texans, the Jets and the Bengals to finish the season. Very possible that they run the table, but uh, very possible that they lose two of three. So. Yeah, if the playoffs were to start today, the Bang- uh, the Bengals, wow, the Browns would be on the road in Jacksonville. Do you think that's a game that they that they would be able to win, June? Yeah, I I think it. You know, if they could beat Jacksonville, Jacksonville's defense has shown a lot of like mistakes these last few weeks fundamentally, and it, that'll be a, a really good defensive game. But I don't know that um, they'd be able to keep up with Jacksonville's offense. So, uh, but having Miles Garrett, man, he's such a game breaker. Anything is possible. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree there. We've seen a lot of holes in Jacksonville these last couple of weeks, particularly on a defensive end. And if Joe Flacco's coming out here on any given Sunday and throwing for, you know, two, 250, 375, uh, it, it could be a long day for certain teams if, if he can execute properly. Let's move on to a game that we talked about on Thursday. The Bucks going into Lambeau Field and playing the Green Bay Packers, coming out victorious to the tune of 34 to 20. Whew. Are we watching just Green Bay unravel right before our eyes, June? I mean, they've lost two out of the last three games. The last win was, you know, the win against Kansas City at home. They did lose to the Giants the week after that. They lose to the Bucks this week. Oh. Jordan Love seems to kind of, I mean, he's executing, but the rest of the team isn't doing what it needs to happen. Are we watching the Green Bay unravel before our eyes right now? We 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 kind of are, and it's it's unfortunate, but uh, I guess you know this is this is an inexperience. Real quick, I wanted a game break, live game break. It's thirty-one-three, Baltimore. Uh, excuse me, Baltimore Buffalo. James Cook having a career day. I mean, this guy's got 179 rushing yards and a touchdown on 25 carries, and he's also got two receptions and 42 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, he's he's got over 200 all-purpose yards, and uh, he's just kind of doing the damn thing today. So shout-out to the Bills, you know, holding it down at home in the rain against the Cowboys. This was a game they needed to win, and it looks like they got this one pretty much in the bag as cd lamb is is pouting over there on the sideline back to the game we were speaking about and yeah i i I do think this is jordan love and the packers kind of just showing their lack of experience as i mentioned um the buccaneers are not a bad football team like i don't think that they're a bad football team they're not a great football team and i wouldn't even necessarily say that they're good uh but they're not bad and so with the experience they have, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he threw for four touchdowns, 381 yards, and it made it look pretty easy with no interceptions on 22 of 28. That's like, you know, when you're playing a quarterback in your franchise on all Madden and you just can't stop him, right? So Chris Godwin, 155 yards, 10 receptions. It, man, really that that last touch, that late touchdown that they had, where uh, I forgot who it was. It was like a crosser route, and this guy just blew by everybody on the Green Bay defense. And once he did that with like six or seven minutes left, went up two scores, I figured, you know, yeah, this one's going to be tough for them to come back. But I thought Jordan Love, I thought Matt LaFleur and the Packers were going to be able to run the table in the month of December because they had a fair schedule 
They're now 0-2, and those two losses are coming against the Giants on Monday night, the Buccaneers at home. They've got the Panthers who are coming off of a win. They'll be on a high playing good football. They'll be playing hard. And then they got the Vikings and the Bears. I I don't know if – I mean, I see one win on here for sure now, right? I went from 5-0 and to now can they squeeze one out, and that's going to be against the worst team in the league, Panthers, next week on the road. And then Vikings and Bears, two divisional tough opponents that – who knows? I don't see. I don't see them just running away with it like I did uh, a week ago. So the Packers, to me, yes, they have unraveled. Yeah, they fall clearly out of the playoff picture. They are now 11th in the NFC. Not looking pretty for Jordan Love and company. And to fall out of the playoff picture at home, oh, that just that has to sting. That's like the opposite feeling that the Colts have. You know, it's maintaining that playoff picture at the crib, Lucas Oil. I can feel it from the TV pause. It was just rocking in that stadium. But Yeah, man. Good vibes all over. I won $20 from my uncle. He tried to bet me uh, Steelers money line. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. Sorry. Had a lapse. What else we got? What else yeah, we got? Yeah, I had a lapse in thought there. I had a lapse in thought there. I'm wearing the hat, so let's just get to it real quick. I, you know, I'd like to get in and out of this one. <laughs> The Chiefs bounce back finally. About time. I don't want to put too much on it because again, it was against the three and ten that are now three and eleven Patriots. Go on the road to Gillette Stadium, win twenty-seven and seventeen. Looks like a good ten-point win when you just look at the scoreboard. But when you kind of dig deep into this, Patrick Mahomes three hundred and five yards, two touchdowns, two picks. One which he did just try to thread the needle a little too thin. And the other one, what do you know? Another Tony tip pass that ends up in the Patriots' hands. Very frustrating. He showed his frustration on the sideline that just looked like if he could have said, get this kid the fuck out of here without the TV, you know, but without people being able to read his lips, he probably would have said that. How do the Chiefs address their wide receiving core moving forward? Because in my head, we have to go heavy I'm thinking very much ahead now. We got to go heavy wide receiver in this draft because, honestly, if we don't, our defense right now is playing lights out, seems to be playing very well. We put our money in there the last couple of years, and it's paid off. Now, Patrick Mahomes has left money on the table to improve, not even improve, but to keep going on this, you know, what should be and what hopefully will turn into a dynasty run. But these fucking wide receivers can't catch a cold, as I like to say. And if we don't go heavy wide receiver in this next draft, we're just doing a disservice to this man by the name of Patrick Mahomes III. What do you think about that? I think that Patrick Mahomes definitely needs help out there. You guys going to be able to figure this out through free agency before the draft gets here. And if things don't get addressed in free agency, definitely have to address that in the draft. Um, as far as free agency, I don't expect you to guys to go too heavy because um, – you know, you don't want to have that. D-hop, we need you, D-hop. That would have been a good trade option uh, or a good free agent signing, but for whatever reason, he wanted to sign with Tennessee. My thing is, he needs a mixture of new guys and a mixture of veterans because he can't have just a bunch of new guys running around. Uh, however, you know, you don't want to just go and get the older guy, the older guy, just because he's the older guy. So Rashi Rice was a great draft pick for you guys. This past year, I think he's been one of the bright spots in your wide receiver room. 
Kadarius Tony, you know, everybody has their feelings on him. I think that it's just pretty disappointing what he does week in and week out to kind of hurt you guys. And I won't say every single game he's had some ups and downs, but it's been more down than up as it seems. So, yeah, I think I think it's it's vital you guys address the wide receiver situation come April, come May, you know, or come March, come April, I should say. Yeah, and Justin Watson seems to be good when we, you know, good when he's good and and missing an action when he's missing an action, really. Uh, he did open up the game today with a 31-yard catch, which kind of, I would say, set the tone to a certain extent, but then two more targets, no more catches, kind of, you know, and appreciate what you did, but you got to do a little more there, buddy. In my opinion, anyway, the Chiefs now... 10 and uh, I want to say this correctly. I'm the worst. Nine, and, nine five. and five. Sorry, nine and five. Five and two on the road, which, you know, people say, you know, we need to have that home field advantage. And obviously it's advantageous, but five and two on the road on the season looks good as well. If you're asking me, uh, right? If you're asking me. I don't really want to talk about the Falcons losing on the road by a safety <laughs> seven to nine if freaking putting up i don't even know what kind of scores those are Derek carr 218 yards today three touchdowns against the giants i mean i would hope that you'd beat the giants and the dolphins zeroed the jets today at the crib nice little bounce back game after a very heartbreaking loss to the titans and would you look at that the titans Lose to the Texans today at home. What do you know? Back to their fraudulent ways. Nineteen. I was just, I was gonna mention that. I was gonna say they they showed out on prime time on Monday night. They did their deed for the uh, for whoever it was the Chiefs weather would make the Dolphins lose, but they went right back to their ways, man. They they <laughs> they, they they thought they fooled us, but they didn't fool us. Oh my God, Case Keenum, man, twenty three for thirty six. Six and a half yards of catch. I mean, a throw, sorry. A touchdown and an interception. But, hey, what do you yeah, say, Jim? Shout out to the Broward boy, Devin Singletary, over there with 121 rushing yards. Facts. Facts. 50 okay. receiving yards. A first down every other run. We'll take it. Well, they'll take it because I'm not a Houston fan. I do think it was very funny. I saw this in the group chat. I didn't actually watch this game. But Tennessee willing, willing, wow, wearing Oilers jerseys against Houston at home today. Eh. Probably wasn't the best move. <laughs> Probably was not the best move there. June, you got anything else before we uh, before we wrap this up and get out of here? Man, super excited for the Colts, man. Big win. <laughs> we got a big win. <laughs> Serious. We got a big week next week where we take on the Falcons. That's going to be Christmas Eve. Um, if you're not busy, you know what I'm saying, you go slide down to that Mercedes-Benz Stadium, go watch my Colts play, man. It, it, it should be nice, but damn, I, I'm my shout out or whatever the case you want to call this is me just realizing that Christmas is in a week. Holy fuck. Sam, so, yeah, dude, a week let from me tomorrow. Get off this podcast and go shopping because I didn't. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> nah, facts, facts, facts. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, this was the Sunday Football ATS show. We appreciate you tuning in. If you tuned in live, thank you so much. You could have been anywhere in the world today on this wonderful Sunday afternoon, but thank God you were here with us. If you're tuning in on your streaming platforms, thank you, thank you, thank you. Subscribe, follow us, 
do all that future contents we're here mondays thursdays sundays which means we will see you guys tomorrow and june duke has baylor this week we'll talk more about that tomorrow. i know man I, was, on Wednesday. <laughs> I wanted to go it's at barclays center i was looking at tickets i don't think i'll make it but it was it was definitely tempting so oh Matter of fact, tomorrow I got Travis Scott show. So fire, fire, fire! I probably not gonna. Oh no, no! But we did say you, we might work out some things where we could record a little early. Yeah, uh, we'll Dak Prescott just threw his interception on fourth and five, and this was the third pass that he's thrown that was an interceptable ball in the last five attempts. So it was coming. Dallas is gonna lose this game here big time, and I would be excited to see what they're gonna say about the Cowboys tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, that uh, that Travis Scott show, it's 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 amazing, bro. Enjoy that. I hope you, yeah, bro. It was, I, I mean, when I went to it in Atlanta, it was it was dope. Awesome. 21, 21 Savage came out. Awesome. Did the twenty one. I don't know who's awesome. gonna bring out. Yeah, I don't All know who's right. gonna bring out up there, but I'm it'll hyped. be dope. I'm hyped. Um, he is gonna do meltdown, and he'll let Drake's verse ride for like four bars, and he'll get into his. So that was pretty exciting too. So it's it's a great show, man. Shout out to Travis Scott. I love the bounce back that he's having after you know the controversial you know stuff that was he had going on i'm sure he's yeah. still kind of sorting out and handling and things like that but anyways once again this was the all things sports podcast your number one sports podcast we'll see you when we see you